Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane and our final English folktale for the month of June, the story of Tom Thumb. Long ago, in the days of the great King Arthur, an honest plowman lived with his wife in a neat, cozy little cottage. They would have been very happy, except that they had no children. I should be the happiest woman in the world, said the wife one day. If only I had a son, even if he were no bigger than my husband's thumb, I would be satisfied. Sometime after this, the good woman's wish was fulfilled. She did indeed have a son, and, strange to say, he was not one bit bigger than his father's thumb. The queen of the fairies, wishing to see the child, flew in at the window when he was but a few days old, and found his mother feeding him out of the cup of an acorn. As soon as the queen saw the little fellow, she kissed him and gave him the name of Tom Thumb. Then she sent for some of her fairies to come and dress him according to her orders. They made him a little hat of an oak leaf, his shirt was of spiderweb, his jacket of thistledown, and his trousers of tiny feathers. His stockings were made of apple rind and his shoes of a mouse's skin. Tom never grew any bigger than his father's thumb, but he was a brave, merry little fellow, so his parents loved him dearly. One day his mother was making a batter pudding, and she put him in an empty eggshell to keep him out of mischief. But Tom, being anxious to see how she stirred up the batter, climbed out of the shell and up the slippery side of the bowl. The next thing he knew, he lost his footing and plunged head over heels into the batter. His mother never noticed him, but stirred him right into the pudding. Then she dumped him into the pudding bag and put him in the kettle to boil. The batter filled Tom's mouth and prevented him from crying out, but he kicked and struggled with all his might to get himself free. His mother, seeing her pudding dance mildly around in the pot as if it were alive, seized it in alarm and threw it out of the window. Just then a tinker passed by, and as he saw a nice-looking pudding coming his way, he picked it up and started to eat it. But Tom, having by that time freed his mouth of the batter, began to cry aloud, Let me go! Let me go, Tom the Tinker! The Tinker was so startled to hear the pudding talk that he flung it over the hedge and ran away as fast as his legs would carry him. But the fall had broken the pudding all to bits, so Tom crept out all covered with batter and made his way home. His mother was very sorry to see her darling in such a state but she put him in a teacup and washed him off clean. Then she kissed him and put him to bed. Soon after this, Tom's mother went one day to milk her cow in the pasture, and she took Tom along with her. It was a very windy day, and in order to make sure that Tom did not blow away, she tied him to a thistle with a strand of fine thread. The cow was peacefully eating, but she soon spied Tom's oak leaf hat and thinking it was a choice morsel, she took up the little fellow and the thistle at a mouthful. When the cow began to chew, Tom had great difficulty to keep out of the way of her teeth and her tongue, but he called out boldly, "'Mother! Mother!' "'My dear little Tommy, where are you?' cried his mother. "'I am here, in the red cow's mouth,' Tom answered. 
At that, the cow, surprised at the odd tickling as of something moving in her throat, opened her mouth. Down her tongue slid Tom as on a toboggan slide. His mother caught him in her apron and ran off home at once. Often Tom went to the fields with his father, and as he was anxious to be of use, one day he begged to be allowed to take home the horse and cart. You? Why, you couldn't even reach to the top of the horse's hooves, laughed the father. How do you think you're going to hold the reins? Oh, answered Tom quite confidently. I don't need to hold the reins. I'll just sit in the horse's ear and call out which way he is to go. The father was amazed to find his son so bold and clever, so he put Tom in the horse's ear and off he went. Yo-hup! Yo-hup! cried Tom, and he guided the horse so well that he reached home in no time at all. Tom's mother was greatly surprised when she saw the horse arrive at the cottage with no one in sight as a driver. But Tom called out, Mother! Mother, take me down! I'm in the horse's ear! Now just to think of a little man like you driving a great big beast like that, cried the mother, and she was so pleased with what Tom had done that she shifted him carefully down and gave him a whole big red currant for his supper. Seeing how helpful his son could be, the father now made him a little whip of a barley straw so he could sometimes drive the cattle home. As he was in the field thus at work one day, a raven spied him and picked him up, soaring high in the air and carrying him away. He dropped him at last from his talons into the top of a tree near a giant's castle. Pretty soon, out came the giant for a walk on the terrace. Mistaking Tom for the fruit of the tree, he plucked him off the branch and opened his mouth to swallow him. But just then, along through the air came the queen of the fairies in a chariot drawn by flying mice. Snatching Tom from the giant's hand, she placed him beside her and drove off to fairyland. In that lovely country, Tom spent many happy days being well entertained by the fairies. But after a time, the queen dressed him in a new little suit of bright green and sent him floating on a lively breeze straight to King Arthur's palace. As Tom was flying over the palace yard, the king's cook passed along below with a great bowl of the king's favorite dish, frumenty. At that moment, the breeze dropped Tom and he fell plumb into the middle of the bowl, making the cook drop it with a smash and spill all the king's dainty frumenty. Help! Help! Thieves! cried the cook, who was a red-faced, coarse-grained fellow. Swearing that Tom had meant to play this trick on him, the cook put Tom in a mouse trap, intending to keep him there till he could make a complaint of him before the king. But the cat, seeing something moving in the cage, thought Tom was a mouse, so she rolled the cage about between her paws till she broke it and set Tom loose. Then Tom ran off and hid in an empty snail's shell. There he stayed until he grew hungry. Peeping out in search of some means to get food, he saw a butterfly alight on a flower nearby. So he sprang at once astride the butterfly's back, and the little creature flew with him up in the air, flitting from flower to flower. At last, attracted by a light in the king's dining room, the butterfly flew in the window. King, queen, and nobles saw him and tried to catch him, but they could not. 
Nevertheless, with the butterfly darting to keep out of reach, Tom, having neither saddle nor bridle, lost his seat on the butterfly's back and fell sprawling on the table. King, queen, and nobles all spied the little man at once, and everyone was delighted with him. Far from punishing him for spoiling his frumenti, the king gave him half a blackberry for his supper, and he soon became a great favorite. His tricks and gambles and lively words amused the whole court, and when the king rode out, he often took Tom along. He thought so much of his company. If it happened to rain, Tom would creep in the king's pocket and sleep there quite cozily till the rain was over. At length, King Arthur ordered a little chair to be made so that Tom might sit before him on the table, and he also caused to be built for Tom a palace of gold, with a door just an inch in width, and he gave him a little golden coach and six white mice to draw it. But Tom still thought of his mother and father, and one day he asked the king to let him pay them a visit. King Arthur not only consented, but when he heard that Tom's parents were poor, he led him to the treasury where he kept all his gold, and told him he might take home as much money as he could carry. With difficulty, Tom dragged out a three-penny piece and loaded it on his back. Then he toiled along the road for two days beneath his burden before he reached his father's cottage. Tom's mother met him at the door, and she could not thank him enough for having taken so much trouble as to drag home a three-penny piece, all for love of his father and mother. She placed him in a cozy walnut shell beside the fire, and she feasted him for three days until he had consumed the whole of a hazelnut. When he had thoroughly rested, his duty told him the time had come for him to return to court. So he said goodbye to his mother and father and set off on his way. As soon as he reached the castle, King Arthur made him a knight. Sir Tom Thumb he was now called, and the king gave him a needle for a sword and a mouse for a horse. Thus armed and thus mounted, Tom rode with the king and his knights, and all enjoyed a hearty laugh at the sight of Sir Tom and his prancing steed. One day, as they passed a farmhouse, a big black cat jumped out and rushed on Tom and his mouse. But Tom drew his needle at once and so boldly defended himself that he kept the cat at needle's length till one of the king's knights came and carried him safely home. Thus, Sir Tom Thumb held his own in the world very bravely, and was withal so merry that he won the affection of all. In later years he often sang, My name is Tom Thumb, from the fairies I've come, when King Arthur shone his court was my home. In me he delighted, by him I was knighted. Did you never once hear of Sir Thomas Thumb? And that is the end of the story of Tom Thumb. I hope you guys will be just as excited to join me next week for the first of our tales for the month of July, in which we will be diving into the Thousand and One Arabian Nights.
Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane is proudly produced by Lantern Audioworks. Head on over to lanternaudioworks.com and check out our merchandise store. We have product from just about every one of our podcasts. Uh, Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane, Old Bob, Brimstone, Punks in the Library, and coming soon, Celosia Crane and Friends. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Celosia Crane underscore author. Link is in the show notes.